Yesterday, we talked about a game plan for Kenny Dillingham in 2023. Today, we're laying out a game plan for 2024. Let's get into it on this edition of the Locked On Sun Devils podcast. Our Locked On Sun Devils, your daily podcast on the Arizona State Sun Devils. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Today's episode is brought to you by Bird Dogs. Go to birddogs.com slash college, and when you enter promo code LOCKEDONCOLLEGE, they'll throw in a free custom Bird Dogs Yeti-style tumbler with every order. Welcome back to the Lockdown Sun Devils Podcast, part of the Lockdown Podcast Network, your team every day. My name is Richie Bradshaw, and I will be your guide for everything Arizona State Sun Devils. Thank you guys for tuning in. Wherever you get your podcasts, hit like, subscribe, and turn on notifications so you get an update whenever we post new content. And stay in touch with that content by following me on Twitter. You can get me at RichieBrad36 and the podcast at LO underscore Sun Devils. All right. As I mentioned yesterday, if you missed it, laid out a game plan for 2023. It was pretty reasonable, I would say. It was definitely a lot of talking about building culture and getting guys, <coughs> excuse me, getting guys to buy in moving forward. For 2024, This is where we want to start seeing progress. Now, don't get me wrong. The expectations aren't going to magically shoot through the roof. We're not going to go from what I have predicted as a four-win season in 2023 to a 10-win season in 2024. We're here for it, but that's not reasonable. We need to keep a reasonable ballpark here for what is, quite frankly, a rebuilding program and, and a football program that is going through a lot of changes that we haven't seen in quite some time. So. This is going to be a work in progress. This isn't going to be instant gratification. And if it is, awesome. We're here for it. But the reality is this is going to take some time, which is where we talk about next year's expectations. This is something I've talked a little bit about previously. I talked about potential strengths, potential weaknesses for 2024. Today, we're going to be focusing on Kenny Dillingham specifically. And we're going to be talking about what we want to see moving forward. And it really just starts with 2023. What do I mean by that? I'm talking about the recruiting class, you know, how's that recruiting class coming along? How, how have things developed for Kenny Dillingham and the Sun Devils 2023 recruiting class? So there was quite a bit of, of additions to the Sun Devils team via the transfer portal, but also through the, uh, the, the recruiting class, the 2023 class, you know, they brought in a lot of guys, almost everyone was a three-star with the exception of Jaden Rashada, who was a very high four-star, was a five-star at one point, but the process fluctuated. But they brought in a lot of interesting guys. Ashley Williams, someone I'm excited about. CJ Fight, someone I'm excited about. Uh, Corbin Hendricks was a receiver I was trying to remember yesterday and could not remember for the life of me. It does help. I have the list in front of me here. Uh, Kyson Brown, Keith Abney, Montana Warren, uh, Caleb Black, Lennox Lawson. Like, There's a lot of there's a lot of guys that are coming in to this team right now. Uh, 20 kids that have that are signing their letters of intent. They're going to be with the team moving forward. We we want to see how that class has progressed, and not to completely focus on one player, but I mean it is going to absolutely focus around Jaden Rashada. Rashada is, for better or for worse, right, wrong, or indifferent, the face of this recruiting class. That comes with the territory of being a quarterback, but it also comes with the fact that. He was a really highly regarded uh, quarterback prospect 
and what quite frankly is a great quarterback class that's got not just Rashada, but it's also got Arch Manning. It's got Dante Moore. It's got several other guys as well. There's a lot of really high five, high firepower quarterback prospects that are coming in to the 2023 season. So Rashada is going to need to find a way to stand out. And I don't necessarily believe that Rashada needs to start 12 games as a freshman. I don't even necessarily think he needs to start a game as a freshman. You know, you've got the, you've got options. You've got Trenton Bourget. You've got Drew Pine. Jacob Conover's there. Like, you can roll with what you have this year and allow Rashada to develop behind the scenes because he definitely, he definitely needs some refining. He is a big, strong-armed, talented, athletic quarterback, but he still is going to need some time to really refine his game and become that game-changing quarterback that Arizona State envisions him to be. And don't get me wrong, I would have no issue if he was the week one starter. But similarly, I would have no issue if they stashed him, developed him, and turned him into an eventual starter for the team. So we'll uh, we'll see how we how we get there. But it's going to be a process. It's going to be uh, it, it's going to be trying to make sure that we take our time with him and get him right. But the success of the 2023 recruiting class is going to be entirely hinged upon Jaden Rashada, how he ends up developing moving forward, if he can be the face of this franchise or not the franchise, the program moving forward. There's also going to be a lot of expectations for the other guys as well. You know, Ashley Williams is someone I've talked about plenty of times. There's there's competition at the edge rushing spot, but there's also a lot of opportunity for him to flash and show up. Six foot five, 225 pound kid coming out of Zachary, Louisiana. I'm hoping that he can show something. The wide receiving room, there's a lot of talent there, but there's going to be a lot of opportunity in 2024 and moving forward. So Corbin Hendricks and uh, Tariq Black are going to get their, or Caleb Black, excuse me, are going to get their opportunities to stand out. Lennox Lawson as well. So we'll see what they can do there. Uh, CJ Fight talked about him many a times. I want to see how he can assert himself as a likely starter as a freshman. And then moving forward, if he can become one of the key cogs on the defensive line and maybe even one of the better players on the defense entirely, I'm looking forward to seeing what they can get with him. Keith Abney, Montana Warren, guys that are going to be playing in the secondary. We'll see what we can get out of them. Yeah, bottom line, I, I understand this isn't like some world-breaking class. It was ranked the 43rd overall composite class in the nation, according to 24-7 Sports. And their overall ranking at 32 is definitely carried by the 13th-ranked transfer class. But nonetheless, you're still going to be looking forward to Kenny Dillingham's first recruiting class as the head coach of Arizona State Sun Devils football and see how he's able to take that class, build momentum, and move forward into 2024 and beyond. These guys are going to be the framework, the groundwork, whatever you would like to call it, for the future of Arizona State. And when we look at college coaches and what's a fair expectation to to evaluate them, evaluate them, what's a good time frame to decide whether or not they're a success or not. We typically go three years because it allows them to cycle out the guys that were there before and then have them essentially have their first recruiting class as their junior class and their more solidified guys. This is where it starts. This is when year three rolls around with Kenny Dillingham. These are going to be the guys that we look back on and we say, well, you know, how to turn out where these guys developed properly did they turn in the starters for the team or a lot of them transferring out of the program or a lot of them not even contributors 
this is where it starts the 2023 class so come 2024 what are we looking for we're looking for how this class is looking how it's developing how it appears they're going to be on the surface moving forward whether this is going to be a unit that can be relied upon or this is going to be a bunch of kids that may not even be on the team uh, next year let alone in 2025 we're going to find out but for 2024, we want a status update on the recruiting class. We want to know how everything has progressed, whether or not this is going to work out or not. And yeah, again, that's where we start for 2024. All right, guys, I mentioned at the top of the show that today's episode is brought to you by Bird Dogs. I am so excited to talk to you about Bird Dogs because they pride themselves on putting out some of the most comfortable uh, uh, pants and and. Uh, shorts to wear that you can get on the market. And I got to tell you, I, I'm very picky about my clothing. I truly am. I love these. I love everything about them. The material is really soft. You can get them specially made with, uh, you can get special seams for the designs, whatever, the longer, shorter, the pocket size, all that good stuff. They've got built-in underwear onto it as well. So you slide these on, you're good to go. You're comfortable. You're you're able to breathe and be happy in it. You're no, you don't feel constraint or anything like that. And you're good to go for whatever you want to do. You're going to the golf course. You're set to go. You're going out with your friends tonight. Good to go there too. If you got a hot date, throw on your bird dogs. You look confident. You look comfortable. You feel good about yourself. It is the best product out there. And I'm not alone in saying that. Uh, Bert, Bert Kreishner, the comedian, wears these all the time. Dave Portnoy of barstool sports wears those all the time the college football nerds wear them part of my take hosts wear those as well it's it's not just me guys i'm telling you bird dogs is a great product i have them i've used them myself this is definitely one of the most one of the most uh, not one of the most one of the best products that locked on has ever had i cannot recommend them enough do me a favor go to birddogs.com slash locked on college to get yourself your own pair of bird dogs and see the experience. Use the promo code locked on college. They'll throw in a free custom bird dogs, Yeti style tumbler with every order. I got that too. It's really good. It's not a cheap one. I promise you guys, this is absolutely worth the investment. If you want comfortable clothing, then get yourself bird dogs. Thank you guys as always for tuning in, wherever you're getting your podcast, hit like, and subscribe, turn on those notifications. Shout out to the everydayers who are here every day. And make sure that you tune into tomorrow's podcast as we look forward to Kenny Dillingham for 2025 and beyond. We're going to be taking a look there. Let's bring it back in for right now, though. Let's take a look at how the recruiting turns out for 2024. That's the next step here. You are going to build the success, the framework, and the overall movement of this team, of this program, with your recruiting classes. You can get transfers, and that's absolutely something that Arizona State is likely going to be focusing a lot on is that transfer class and whatnot. But it's also going to depend on Arizona State's ability to take some momentum from the 2023 season and from their 2022 recruiting class and move it forward in order to make out for a better a better recruiting class in 2024 and beyond. So there's a lot of guys in next year's class that are really exciting. There's some guys that are already committed and whatnot, but there is, there is definitely an opportunity here 
for Arizona State to make some positive strides if they can capitalize on this 2023 class, but also just showing that they can develop guys and move forward. They brought in some high-profile guys. I know that Colin Simmons, one of the five-star edge rushing prospects and one of the top uh, top prospects overall in the nation from Texas, had taken a trip out to Arizona State. He really liked this trip. He teased that he would potentially like to come back. We'll see what happens there, but it would obviously be really awesome if they were able to get him to come to Arizona State and be a foundational piece as an edge rusher. He's the number 23 prospect in the nation, number two in, um, no, or excuse me, I'm looking at Elijah Rushing. But I mean, speaking of which, that's another edge rusher that you want to look at. Elijah Rushing, number 23 in the nation, number three as an edge rusher, number two in the state of Arizona, only behind Dylan Rayola, who went to Georgia. I mean, as if the Bulldogs needed any more help. But that's another guy they're going to be looking at. Elijah Rushing, they're going to be looking at uh, Colin Simmons. There's tons of other guys as well. They've already got three guys that have committed to their class with Elijah Bisset, Dylan Tapley, and Zachariah Sample. What all of them have in common is their wide receivers. Love to see it, though. Definitely seeing the Rashad Samples effect on the wide receiver room. Hopefully they can keep that moving forward and continue to bring in some hyper-talented kids. Anyways, you want to see a, a really positive trend in your recruiting here. You want to see more four-stars. You would love five-stars, but it's still probably not a reasonable expectation with one year for Kenny Dillingham. For what it's worth, though, Kenny Dillingham is quite the recruiter, and he has been wherever he went. He was a good recruiter when he was uh, spending time at Florida State. He was able to get Jordan Travis, their quarterback, to commit there. Um, I don't know if he was the main reason, but he was absolutely one of the driving forces. At Oregon, he got Dante Moore, who was the number three quarterback. He might have been the number two quarterback in this 2023 recruiting class to go to Oregon. Before Dillingham left, more decommitted and went to UCLA. He is a proven recruiter and he's done it wherever he's gone. He came to Arizona state that you've already seen the impact Arizona state prior to Kenny Dillingham, I believe had six recruits. It might've been less than that. Six recruits at the time, five of them. Well, all six of them decommitted before CJ fight decided to come back because clearly he felt like, this program was still right for him, even with a change of who brought him in and who recruited him. In in such a short amount of time, he turned a essentially a one-person recruiting class into a 23-person recruiting class, shot it up from outside of the top 100 up to the 43rd spot. Like They made really good progress in such a short amount of time with Kenny Dillingham. So it's just a matter of time before that starts to steamroll and you start to see more highly touted recruits, the the higher-end three-stars, the four-stars, potential five-stars that are coming into the program. That's what you want to see here. I do believe that Kenny Dillingham is entirely capable of recruiting those guys because he has shown that he is capable of recruiting those guys. So we'll see if he's able to continue that kind of, that kind of momentum. Take it from Florida State. Take it from Oregon. Apply it to Arizona State and see if he can bring those guys in. Now, for what it's worth, it's not just going to be about getting these guys to Arizona State University, getting them to Tempe, Arizona. It is also going to be very important that he develops those guys because we've seen guys who can recruit, no problem. 
Jimbo Fisher, uh, Kevin Sumlin. I, I'll take Jimbo out, I guess, because he won a national championship, but that was 10 years ago, and he has not been the same since. But for being polite, I'll take Jimbo out of it and definitely highlight Kevin Sumlin, who is an absolutely remarkable recruiter. Couldn't do anything with it. Want to make sure that uh, that Kenny Dillingham is somebody that can do something with the guys that he brings in and make an impact with them and not just have have it seem like he can bring guys in, no problem, but you know what happens after that is kind of up in the air. You don't want that status with Kenny Dillingham. You want to make sure that he can take these guys, turn them into something good, and continue building that momentum. That's how it gets rolling. One more time, thank you guys as always for tuning in. Wherever you're getting your podcast, hit like, subscribe, turn on notifications. Special shout out to the everydayers that are here every day. And make sure that you tune in to tomorrow's episode of the Locked on Sun Levels as we look towards a game plan for Kenny Dillingham for the 2025 season and beyond. Make sure you tune in as we continue talking Kenny Dillingham. The final thing that you would like to see out of Kenny Dillingham in 2024 you want to see a positive trend in the new Pac-12. It's not going to be entirely different. You're only losing two teams, but you're losing the LA schools, USC and UCLA. Not only is that big market, but those are some of the better programs in the Pac-12. They're gone. Leaving in their wake will be Oregon, Washington, Utah. Those are going to be the three best programs once they leave. And don't sleep on Oregon State either, but Oregon State is not exactly big market. You know, Corvallis is a great a great college town. They've really bought into their uh, football team, but definitely not going to be looked at as one of the higher powers in the, in the Pac-12. They're looking at Utah, Oregon, Washington. From there, it's wide open. You've got the Oregon States. You've got uh, potentially Stanford or Cal if they can find ways to rebound. Washington State is there. Who knows what happens with Colorado with Deion Sanders. Uh, You'll have U of A, but that's U of A. And then they are likely to bring in the two heavily, heavily linked uh, programs to the Pac-12 are SMU and San Diego State. And while they are quality football programs, they are still not exactly hierarchy as I knock my light over. My apologies for anyone who had to hear that thing crack on my desk. Um, They're not exactly like big brand names. Neither of them are. Arizona State, while I'm not saying they are, is still a very recognizable program. They're in one of the most populated uh, areas in the country, and they have been named many a times as the at like the quote unquote sleeping giant of college football. Can Kenny Dillingham unlock that? Hopefully, we'll get there. But in the meantime, what we want to see is Arizona State climb up the rankings in the Pac 12 by 2024, at least by the end of 2024. We don't want to see Arizona State remain one of the bottom dwellers and one of the bottom feeders and one of the worst teams in the conference. You want to see them get really, really close to the fourth or fifth best team in the Pac-12. 
behind the three aforementioned teams and potentially more than likely Oregon State. You get into that number four to number five best team in the Pac-12, that's about as positive progression as you're going to see here. For the Sun Devils, my light just went out, of course. For the Sun Devils and for Kenny Dillingham moving forward for this program, you want to be able to get to that point where you are more respected in your conference, where you are more recognized in your conference, and that will turn into many things. That gets recognition from across the country. This gets recruits to pay more attention. This gets guys to come into the program, not just recruiting, but also transfers. You would love to see Arizona State remain one of the main destination points for the transfer portal. You get that opportunity of more exposure. You get better recruiting. You get better opportunities for transfers to come in. You build that reputation with Kenny Dillingham. You continue building that program up. Suddenly people are paying attention to you. And it's just overall the trajectory that I feel we all want Arizona State to get to at some point in time. We're not asking to be Alabama or Georgia or Michigan or Ohio State or anything like that. But we don't want to be bottom dwellers in the Pac-12 when we're one of the most, or not one of the most, one of the biggest colleges in the country. One of one of the colleges that has so many different opportunities, so many different campuses, all the sports, and especially a football program that's got some history behind it. You want to make sure that you're taking those steps forward. And the best way to take that step forward is to begin your ascension into the Pac-12. You don't need to be the number one team in the Pac-12. Would we like to get there? Of course. But 2024 is nowhere near realistic for being the best team in the Pac-12. Instead, we want to see you go from near the bottom to closer to the middle of the pack. You would love that four to five range. I would be happy with six. I could get there with seven, just depending on how everything looks, how the conference itself looks, how Arizona State looks. But with those LA schools going, there is an opportunity here for you to capitalize and for you to start becoming one of the bigger faces of the Pac-12. That's where we need to get in the Kenny Dillingham era. It doesn't need to happen in 2024, but you want to see that progress. What do you guys want to see out of Kenny Dillingham in 2024? Obviously, it's way far out there, but do you want to see better recruiting? Do you want to see an ascension in the Pac-12? Do you want to see a more brand recognition for Arizona State University? Let me know in the comments. Let me know on Twitter at RichieBrad36 and the podcast at LO underscore Sun Levels. But that's all I got for you guys today. Thank you for tuning in. Special shout out to the everydayers that are here every day. And wherever you're getting your podcast, make sure you hit like and subscribe. Turn on those notifications so you get an update whenever we post new content. I will see you guys tomorrow to talk about 2025 and beyond. Till then, you keep it locked right here on Locked on Sunday.